Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your lives. Today, we are talking about belief, but no hope. Belief, but no hope. How many of us out there uh, know somebody that claims to believe something, but seem to lack hope? Let us pray before we go any further into this thing. Spirit of living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for this time that we get to spend with you. Heavenly Father, show up during this message and show out so that you get the glory. Lord, may I be decreased in this moment so that you may be increased so that your children will hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Fill us up, Lord, till we overflow. If anybody under the sound of my voice that lacks wisdom i pray you give it to them god if anybody that lacks hope god i pray that you fill them up with hope god if anybody under the sound of my voice that says they believe something but have no measure of faith heavenly father i pray that you turn that tide and fill their faith up god take the little that they have left after whatever they've gone through, the mustard seed that they have remaining. Heavenly Father, bless it, break it, and let it produce a mass, massive harvest that overflows where they will have enough faith, enough hope, enough belief to pour out into somebody else who may be going through a dark trying time. Father God, we thank you that you provide us with everything we need. We just got to come to you and you take care of your children. Thank you for being a good, good dad. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, y'all. So, belief but no hope. I've shared this uh, example with you guys before. If you've been following the podcast, then the example I'm about to share is not anything new. Um, But for those that are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you. Hey. I'm so glad you were intentional and and determined to become disciplined about healing in your life or if there's a particular area where you need balance. Um, you know, you might be a workaholic or you may just not know how to rest or relax, baby. I'm here to teach you all about balance, all about healing. And you may say, well, what's the connection? Well, not to get too sidetracked, but many people don't realize that a lot of how they work or their work ethic is tied into how they were raised. And there are some things that you were taught that were good. There's some things that you were taught that were not so good. That goes against God's grand design for all of us in this earth to fulfill the assignments he gives us. And so I'm here to, to give you tools and tips and strategies that you can apply to your life. Um, as it pertains to healing and balance so that you will be rested, strengthened and encouraged enough to do all things well in your life. Um, and so a few months ago, uh, I believe it was during the summertime. I heard this message 
by Pastor Stephanie E.K. Okafer from, um, uh, what is the name of that church? One LA, which is uh, with Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts and Pastor Ray Roberts, their church. And she, Pastor Stephanie E.K. Okafer is one of the uh, senior executive pastors there. And um, she taught this, this beautiful message that God revealed to her in a vision uh, or a dream rather um, while she was pregnant with her daughter. And during the vision, she said, uh, God, you know, basically showed her herself laying down sleep in the bed and then also took her to two other women. And he basically did an x-ray, um, an x-ray scan of each woman. So it was three women. He did an x-ray scan of each woman. And what he was showing her was measures of faith what it means to really have faith and believe in what you're praying for. And so one woman, one woman, um, you know, he scanned the woman and she, you know, was in prayer and God scanned her heart. And there was a, you know, a large amount of faith in her heart. And so God basically was saying like, good, well done. Like she has a measure, uh, a strong measure of faith. Then he went over to Stephanie E.K. Okafer's body while she was asleep and he scanned her body and then he showed her, you know, um, you have a little bit of faith. Your your faith is not as green as the other woman. Now, of course, Stephanie was like, what? <laughs> uh, I don't understand this God. I feel like I'm a good, strong woman in faith. But then he took her to the last woman and the last woman was fervently praying i mean she was pleading the blood of jesus she was spraying oil everywhere i mean she was just really going in what we would say if we saw this like oh she's so she's so anointed she just in so deep worship i mean she just praised him let her praise him you know she was just really really um what, what it looked like was lamenting in such deep reverence and prayer to the father and then when god scanned her body there was nothing. And so Stephanie says, well, God, I don't understand why, why are you showing me this? What does it mean? And, and then why didn't we see anything with the last woman? And he said, the last woman's faith was in her mouth, but not in her heart. Baby, when she said that, I almost fell to the floor of my darn self. Okay. Because I was like, that's so deep. That is so deep. When you think about, um, faith when you think about what you believe for how can you believe and have no hope and that's basically what jesus was showing her what god was showing her in the vision is you know a person can seem like they have the belief the packaging as i talked about yesterday the packaging looks good they seem like a believer they seem like they're following jesus they seem like they're doing all the right things they're checking off all the boxes of going to church and and praying prayers and singing songs and listening to Christian music and reading their Bibles and whatnot. But there is no measure of hope, a.k.a. faith in their heart. And I heard a, um, an, an apostle say this um, actually earlier this year, too. <laughs> uh, in the summertime, I heard an, another message where this apostle said, you can't just believe God for something and not pull it down you have not because you ask not and he said and part of it isn't just asking God it's asking and then receiving 
the word from God that confirms that he's going to do what you're asking for, but then pull it down. You got to receive it in your heart. It's it's like my spiritual mentor always tells me, she said, I know you hear me, but do you receive what I'm saying to you? That's two different things. You can hear a lot of things. That's like I could be in a in a room full of people or just one person and 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 I could have what they call selective hearing. If you're talking directly to me, I can hear what you're saying. But if you're not talking to me and you're talking to somebody else about whatever it is, I'm a zone out and go into my own mind. So while I may hear the noise of the chatter of the other people in the room talking because you're not talking to me, I'm not really receiving what you're saying. And so it's the same thing. We may be praying for something or believing God for something, but if you are not receiving it in your heart, walking it out by faith that you already have it, then chances are you don't have it yet. And I don't mean that you physically have it in your hand. I mean that it hasn't came down in your heart yet. Therefore, like in the example with Stephanie E.K. Okafor, there's no measure of faith. You don't really believe what you're praying for. And we got to be very clear, excuse me, careful because as kingdom ambassadors, as leaders, we are called to draw people closer to Jesus. We are called to be salt and light in the earth. We are called to um, be the physical manifestation of Jesus on earth and the way we live our lives following his footsteps. And so as the body, which is the church, the body of Christ, Jesus in the earth, we have to operate in the level of authority he's given us part of that authority is receiving the anointing of the power from the holy spirit that he's given us this means that when we go to god in prayer believe that you receive it because your father's a good god and his promises are yes and amen and so if he already gave you the promise and it stands in um it stands by his word, which is the Bible, but also he even went a, a step further because our God would do this and confirmed it to you that it is so. Then you got to walk that thing out, believing by faith and not by sight that you have it. Amen, somebody. Amen. If you go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, and I, I love this text. Um, you know, there's one translation that says faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Um, but as I was reading a different translation, God took me to this particular translation. So I was reading two different translations. The first one I was reading, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go with this. And the guy said, no, go check out what the message version has to say about it. And when I pulled up the message version, as I'm about to read to you in a minute. I was like, wow, I like this. It gives a little bit more context to what I'm saying. And so let's take a sip of water and I'll read it to you in one second. Okay. It says, faith in what we don't see. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust is in God. This faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word, what we see created by what we don't see. By faith, by an act of faith, excuse me, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was 
It was what he believed, not what he brought that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. Now, I love the extra verbiage that they put in here because it gives us a different context of what this means to have faith in, faith in something that um, you cannot see. But you're believing by um, by the spirit, basically, that you're going to receive what you're believing for. And if you remember our anchor text, this entire series, one of our anchor texts, rather, of Matthew 6, which is seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously and everything else will be added unto you. Part of that righteousness is his faith, living by his faith, living by his commands, living by his word. You cannot say you are a believer and have no measure of faith. But sadly, this is what we see in the church. And you have a lot of people who are even in positions of power in the body and certain, um, you know, small churches, small groups, even, um, you know, large churches, whatever. Like we see that there are a lot of people that are operating in a position of power and have no faith. You're calling yourself a believer, but you're not operating in the sphere of what a believer is supposed to be operating in. You believe in a God that you don't really don't have faith, uh, faith for. You're believing that Jesus is your Lord and Savior in your mouth, but in your heart, you don't live your life like that. You know, when we say that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, what you're really saying is Jesus Christ is the governor of my life and he is the cover or the protector of my everything, of my being. And so just like any form of government around the world, a good government, I would say, part of their job is to take care of their constituents, to take care of the people. To implement rules and laws and funding, set aside funding and whatever the people will need to better the economy, to better the environment that they're living in. And so if we're saying God is our Lord, then we have to understand that our whole lives belong to him. If you think about the feudal system, when it came down to back in the day. Um, having lords and ladies and kings and queens. I know we said some kings and queens around, but I was about when they were in full power. Excuse me. Um, when you had lordships, and I'm thinking about a TV show that I saw this on called Downton Abbey. When you think about lordships, the people under them were under their jurisdiction. Which meant that if there if it's an employee or somebody from the village that gets sick, um, if they don't have the means to take care of it, they have to go to the lord, the lordship and the ladyship of that particular region. And it was their job to care for those people. It was their job to pick up the tab, pick up the bills. It was their job to provide jobs and opportunities for the village. It was their job because they were the lords. And so if in earthly manner, we can operate in this way in terms of um, in terms of this physical government, then why do we act differently in terms of a spiritual government? You got to have faith in who you say you believe in. You got to have hope. 
I know that when we look on the news today, I was in a gym this morning and I was just like, I had, I just happened to look up. I was listening to a podcast at the same time I was watching on the treadmill that I was on, um, you know, a, a channel that's like a DIY channel for real estate and stuff, which is, you know, part of my interest. And so I'm watching that and, um, I just so happened to look up, uh, and as I looked up the, the main TVs that's in the gym, all of them, I, I don't even know how this happened in that moment because these were all different news stations, but yet all of them had some form of another, a tragedy on one channel. It was a murderer escaped prison or whatever on the other channel um, station on the other TV. It was about the, the war and um the different wars around the around the world and then on another channel it was uh on another tv it was about um oh it was about something else um some other form of violent something i can't even think of what it was but it was some something else violent that happened and and i'm like people other people that are not doing what i'm doing of watching something else and listening to something else this is what you're consuming while you're working out and many of you don't even be at the gym you be at home and you turn on the news and this is what you consume and then you're wondering why you claim to be a believer in jesus christ but you have no um ounce of hope in your heart you're becoming hopeless you are becoming cynical to the things that you can see instead of holding on to the hope and the power of the unseen God has promises for all of us. And we as kingdom ambassadors have to be the leaders that walk this out. That show people who are really in a dark place that they can believe in hope and a, a savior. That they can believe in hope in Jesus Christ. But we got to do our part here. Even if you don't have the full measure of faith, have some measure of faith. But how many will God find if he was to do a scan of you and I? How many of us will pass the test to see, is there really faith in your heart? Is there really hope for what you're praying for in your heart? Or is it just in your mouth? I can tell you my own personal story. Um, I remember when I first started going through my um, the sickness part of my Job Wilderness season. And... Um, I wasn't really praying about it in terms of things turning around for me or complete healing. I was just going off what the doctor said. And this is what I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. And so I just praying for God to just get me through. You know, I, and then when the time came where I started to ch change my prayer, when I found a story of a woman in the Bible going through the same thing I was going through. I was like, oh my gosh, like she had faith. Okay, so I changed my prayer to start praying her prayer. But even in me starting praying her prayer, I did not see my immediate miracle. Why? Because I had a measure of faith in my mouth, but not in my heart. Because while I was praying it and begging and pleading, knocking on the door, basically, for God to answer the prayer, I was not walking out believing that I had already received it. When I finally saw the turnaround of my complete healing from something that the doctor said um, could never be cured or something that the doctor said, um, you know, could only be um, taken care of through surgery and removal. I was like, OK, God, I, I know you got better for me. I'm believing in my healing. And when I changed it is when I saw my healing. 
when I started to walk it out by faith every day, even combating the doctors that said that you're not going to make it, you're going to die in this thing. No, by faith, God says I'm going to be healed. So I'm believing for my healing. I hear what you're saying. I know the results say, but I'm believing that I'm going to be healed in Jesus name. And I walk that thing out. That's when I saw my healing because I pulled it down and received it in my heart. You got to do the same. Yes, there's a lot of chaos all around us in the world. But this takes God by no surprise. If you read your Bible starting at, I believe it's Matthew chapter 25. Jesus talks about all of this that's going to happen in the world. He had already forewarned us of what was to come. And so again, as a believer and particularly unlike non-believers, why are you worried about what's going on in the world? You should have a measure of faith in your heart to believe God got this. And it says in um, Luke chapter 18, reading from the NIV version, starting at the sixth verse. It says, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who carry out, who cry out to him, excuse me, day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This was Jesus talking about when he returns. He's he is. There's a second coming that we're all waiting for. But when Jesus returns, will he find faith in the earth? Or will he find people that um, are doing the routine? They look the part, but they don't really they're not really the part. It's just like a person who may look rich, but if you check their bank account, they're dirt poor. They got all of the most expensive labels on, but they're struggling to pay their bills. So you could look the part all day long, but if it's not really in your heart, if it's not really on the inside, then it doesn't matter. You just look something, but you're not it. You know, it's it's uh, it makes me think of right now this... um. This movie that I love, I know they did a recent one, a remake of it, but I don't care for the remake. Just my my personal opinion. I love the original Space Jam. And in the original Space Jam with Michael um, Jordan, uh, one of his golf mates, I can't think of the actor's name right now. But one of his golf mates, who's a, a, a famous comedian actor... He says, oh, I'm, I'm really good at being a, a basketball player. Like, just just give me a chance. Like, let's go. Let's go one-on-one. Just give me a chance. And so towards the end of the movie, he gets a chance to help Michael Jordan win for the Looney Tunes basketball team. And so he puts on all of the gear or whatever. And again, he looks the part. He looks like an athlete and what he has on. But as soon as he starts playing, those knees, baby, show that you, you ain't got it in you, bruh. Okay, you ain't got it in you. There's no way you can keep this. Again, you look the part, but there's no real measure of faith in you. There's no real measure of talent as a basketball player. You're not even the right height as a basketball player, let alone have the proper skill set. And I know for some of my fellas out there, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You you know some people that be on the basketball court talking all this stuff, or maybe in the barbershop talking all this stuff, and then you get on the court, you're like, well, what's up? Put put up a shut up. And they like, oh, I could do a little something. And they try to do a little dribble, make somebody they they know what they're doing, and then try to shoot it and keep, you know, um hitting bricks. 
They not making no no nothing. It's, there's no net. <laughs> they keep missing the net, basically. And you're like, uh-huh, yeah, you did all that talking. You may put the outfit on, but you ain't really got it in your heart. You, you ain't got the heart of a player. You ain't really about this life. And so I challenge you today, if you are a, a believer under the sound of my voice that is struggling with an area um, that you are lacking hope for, that you you may be praying for God to change it, um, but you really, you know, you're kind of borderline, like, I think I believe, but I'm not sure. I'm kind of hoping for this, but I don't know. You know, may I submit for your consideration that you tailor your prayer to God, take my little and make it more. God, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Be honest with the Father because he already knows your heart. You have not because you ask not. It's not about just you asking for the thing you're praying for. It's about, God, can you stretch my capacity, stretch my faith to receive what I'm praying for, to walk out and achieve what I am believing for. Let's take it into the practical. You may be believing to be a manager or a bill. Uh, I'm not a billionaire, um, but some people might be out there <laughs> believing to be a billionaire one day. Um, or you may be uh, wanting to believe for your business or believe for a spouse, believe for friends. But are you really walking it out? Are you believing that it's yours and then making actionable steps to achieve it? See, that's part of the thing. We'll pray to God for things, but then you're not making the steps towards it. And then you're expecting God to be a genie to just make it magically appear. No, you have to become who you need to be on that level to sustain and to steward it well, whatever you're praying for. And so there's some steps you have to take. For me. I had to go through a development process and I'm still developing because I'm a lifelong learner. So there's still me growing and, and, and developing and becoming better. I'm not going to ever get to the point where I say I've became all that I've meant to become. Because as long as I have breath in my body, that means God's not done with me. He has more to do. But how many will he find on earth with faith? You may say you believe, but do you really? Are you really walking it out? Are you really claiming it? Some, You know, one thing I'll say that God has been helping me do. He said this to me in a vision. It, he said, um, practice what you're praying for. Practice what you're preparing for. That means put into motion what you're believing in. You are praying to me about this particular area. You're, you're believing, you're saying that you have belief in your heart, but are you really walking out the hope that it is yours, even though you don't see it yet? And so when God spoke that to me, I realized in a particular area that he's speaking about that I'm not going to share at this time because I'm not released to. I'm like, you know what, God, you're right. I may be doing all the studies for it. I may be prepping for it. I may be, um, you know, doing all crossing all the eyes. Uh, excuse me, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, but it looks good on paper. But am I really walking it out? And so what I started to do was start speaking it over my life. I started to own it in that way by pulling it down. And so, for example, if you know that you want to be a successful business owner, then don't say one day I hope to be a successful business owner. 
Start saying it every day. I am a successful business owner. Now, granted, your bank account, your clientele, your uh, business plan, like nothing right now <laughs> looks like what you're speaking. But again, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so it's something that I'm believing that's going to be substance one day. That's going to um, be good fruit one day. I don't see it right now, but I'm not going to keep waiting and speaking in this future tense of when I get there, I'll enjoy life. When I get there, I'll claim it. Claim it today. If you are a person that's dealing with sickness right now, claim it today. I am healed in Jesus name. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. It doesn't matter how you may feel in your body. You may feel like I don't feel too good. I feel, um, I feel really bad. I'm, I'm feeling achy or painful or I'm, or I'm feeling nauseous or whatever it is of your sickness that you're dealing with. But you should be walking it out and speaking to that thing, submitting it under the authority of God's word that promises that your life will turn around. That promises that the joy of the Lord makes a man rich as no sorrow. That promised that he will supply all your needs. That promised that if you seek him first and live according to his will, he will give you everything else you need. That promised that by his stripes you were healed. That he was wounded on the cross so that you will be made whole. His promises all throughout his Bible. And so you give God that word back. It's not really reminding God of his word because he hasn't forgot it. God wants to see, do you have a measure of faith to believe what you're praying to me about? Is there really hope in your heart for it? You say you're believing, but you're not receiving it because you ask not. Part of asking is owning it. Owning that, that it's already yours. Owning that you already have access to it. Owning it. It doesn't matter if you don't see it yet. I didn't see my healing right away. But I kept by faith every day. Even at times where it was too painful to get up out of bed. Too painful to walk. I said, you know what, God, but I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. You were wounded, me behold. That is Isaiah 53 verse 5 for those out there that, that don't know that scripture. And that on top of the woman um, story in the Bible, I, I held those and I kept praying them. God, I believe that I've already touched the hem of your garments. Therefore, I am healed. My faith has made me well. I believe that by your stripes, I am healed. That you were wounded, so I may hold. God, I believe this. God, you promised. Even when I was, I mean, desperately crying, y'all. <laughs> I'm be honest, crying in pain. And everything in me wanted to say, girl, just give up. Girl, just say what you feeling. Oh, say that, say that the pain is too severe. No, even if it meant I had to whisper because I didn't have enough um, oxygen in my in my in my body and lung capacity to to speak it. I I just would whisper it to God. I would think it in my mind. God, you promised. God, you said the righteous would never be forsaken, nor the children begging for bread. God, you promised. And it doesn't matter what I see right now. You promised. So you got to deliver on your promises. This is why it's very important for all believers to be reading your words, studying and meditating on a day and night. As it says in Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Because how can you combat the enemy? How can you combat the lies? How can you combat the deception? How can you combat um, the lack of belief and hope? How can you combat it if you don't know his word? 
If you don't know his truth. This is um, what God does. He develops faith in you. But it is your job to hold on to that faith and stretch um, and stretch yourself to believe in what you're in to hope for what you can't see. When you become a purpose partner, as I talked about before, with the father, he pours faith into you. He gives it freely. But he's not going to do everything for you. That's why I says faith without works is dead. There's some work that you got to do. God never produced a chair. He produced a tree. And it was man's job to take the tree as a seed. Or rather he produced a seed and then the tree. But it was it was man's job to take the tree and then think of all the possibilities. Hope for all the possibilities that this tree can become. And then man took the tree, chopped it down and turned it into chairs. Turned it into tables. Turned it into um construction materials to build houses and on and on and on and turned it into tissues turned it into paper it all came from what they hoped for steve jobs for example he didn't see um he 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 didn't have people believing in all of his ideas about smartphones and about um you know the the macintosh computers being what they are today but even when he first started, I think he started in either the 1970s or 1980s, he had to have faith that moved mountains to believe in his product, to believe and hope that things would turn around, to believe that there's a market out there for what he was selling, what he was serving. And while it may have took him time, he didn't give up hope. He kept on believing, just like I kept on believing for my healing. It didn't happen overnight, but eventually it did. I ran to a suddenly door where suddenly it turned around. Where suddenly all my tests come back are, are good. No longer in the red. No longer in the negative. No longer in the, the, the bad. It all turned around for good. But it's because I worked my faith to believe what I was praying for. And so uh, take this message and evaluate what are you praying to God for? You know, all season we talked about purpose. In some capacity, I talked about purpose. I talked about our unified purpose as kingdom ambassadors, because this is the kingdom ambassador series of season four. But I also talked about individual purpose. What God is calling you to do, what God has assigned you to do. So what are you praying to God for? Who are you praying for? Because some of you out there, it may not be a what, it may be a who. You're praying for a prodigal son or daughter to return to Jesus. You're praying for somebody um, to be healed. You're praying for, um, you know, a loved one who may be grieving the loss of somebody else and, and they're going through a tough time. You, you may be praying for somebody who's in a broken place right now. You are praying for something or someone to God. And then ask yourself. Am I really believing in what I'm praying for? And then if you are, then start speaking it as if it has already happened. Thank God for the glory. Thank God for the victory. Not, I thank you, God, that one day I will see the victory. No, I thank you, God, for the victory. Thank you, God, that you answered that prayer. I, I do that even now with God telling me what I need to do. I do that now. I'm like, oh, God, thank you for the victory. Oh, God, thank you. Oh, God, I, I'm walking around calling myself what he called me. 
This is why we got to see ourselves the way God sees us. Because when you see yourself the way God sees you, he sees who you're going to become, not who you are today. That's why I talked before on there's two different versions of us. There is the natural man, the spirit man, the spirit man you have yet to be introduced to. And some of some of us have, but most have not. The spirit man, the spirit woman is is who God always created you to be. But then there's the natural fleshly you that was born into sin, that was born into this world and that had experiences growing up in whatever environments you were brought up in. And so though you may have blossomed, um, you, you may be this adult in these particular areas, but you got some scars, you got some bruises, you got some wounds that you have intended to because they just felt too painful. And so you have yet to encounter the spirit woman, the spirit man that God has always destined you to be. The purpose, the person, excuse me, that is filled with purpose and that is living a full, fulfilled life. A whole, complete life needing nothing. And so you got to pray to God and say, God, give me the wisdom that I need, the strategy that I need, the clarity that I need to see me the way you see me. Help me, Lord, to start calling myself what you call me. And not with the enemy, not with the world, not even with my stinking thinking calls me. God, help me to change my words so that they match your words. So that when you scan my heart, God, you will see a measure of faith in my heart. Because I truly am walking it out and believing by faith and not by sight what you've already said is a promise to me that you're going to fulfill. It says in Isaiah 55 verse 11 that his word will not return to him void. That means there's no return ascendant with God's word. And so whatever he spoke over your life individually, whatever he spoke over our lives collectively as the body that's in his word, his Bible, it's not going to return to him void. So this is why like I did and you could do the same thing. Find some scriptures that anchor you in the Bible and, and write them on your mirror or something. Write them on your mirror or write them on something that you're going to see every day. So that you can remind and affirm yourself every single day. This is who God says I am. And this is what I'm believing for. And this is what I already have. Not what I physically have. I have it because I'm believing for it. So I thank you, God, that I have the victory. Because you have delivered on this promise. Thank you, God. It's so amazing. I, I allow myself. Remember I saw a message um, about childlike faith. I allow myself now and, and really kind of before, but definitely now to explore like a child. And so I go to Jesus and I just imagine, I let my mind wander to the visions he's already shown me about what he's called me to do. And I'm like, wow, thank you, God, that I'm doing this. Wow, thank you, God, I'm doing that. Wow, thank you, God, that I had that conversation. Wow, thank you, God, that I had that luncheon. Wow, thank you, God, that I was able to host that conference. Wow, thank you, God, that I was able to do all these amazing things. Like, it's so fabulous. It's so amazing. Wow, look at, oh, look what I'm wearing. Look at, oh, I smell so good. Like, what do you look like in the vision that you're hoping and believing for? That version of you that you are praying to God for, what does that person look like? How does that person sound? What is that person addressing? You know, what are they wearing? What is that person's fragrance? How is that person's smile? What makes that person different than you today? How is that person walking and talking and thinking and acting? You will find that when you allow your mind to wander in that childlike faith, you will be able to, to allow your hope and belief to explore into the unknown, into the exceedingly abundantly above all that, God, that you could ever ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in you. 
You're praying for God to make, to work a miracle, but you got to walk that thing out as if you already received it. Every day holds the possibility of a miracle. And so your job is to believe and hold on to hope that you've already got it and walk it out. Courage is the power to let go. Faith is the belief that God will catch you. Let go of your cynicalness, your cynical mind that says, well, I'm an adult and I can't, you know, allow myself to divulge an imagination that's childlike. I am, I'm grown. I don't have time for that. I, no, I got to man up a woman up and do this, do that. No, allow yourself to be vulnerable with your creator because he's the only one that can get you on the right path to see what you've been praying for. But you got to get out of your own way. And so I'm going to leave you with that. I pray that this message stirs your faith and gets something to think about. I pray that you won't just be a hearer of the word, that you will be a doer of the word. I pray that it falls on good ground, produce good fruit in your life. And I pray that you will stop being just a believer, but that you will have hope and walk it out in the victory that you already won. You already achieved it. You already have it. You already received it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.